And I didn't think you'd come back. What? You thought I was just going to ride off into the sunset and pastor my nice little church in Vanier? <laughs> Not going to happen. He's back! In a way, now I'm back. Good to be back. I can't believe it! I just don't believe it! I'm freaking out! This is Late Night Council. We thought it best to break it to you slowly. How about we get back to the important topic? Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. We would be honored if you would join us. Give it to me straight. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. John, you're in charge. Very important show tonight. Very, very, very important show. Uh, It is 9 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, it's uh, June the 28th. If you're listening on podcast, that's the time that this show was uh, recorded. But uh, the developments uh, uh, earlier in the day, and it hasn't hit, uh, of course, the newspapers until tomorrow, but uh, TV news and radio news is all over the terrorist attack in Istanbul. And uh, most uh, media, like I haven't seen TV news for over an hour, but uh, online and as early as uh, uh, 7.30, 7 p.m. Eastern, they were saying uh, 50 dead and at least 60 injured at the Istanbul airport. And, uh, of course, if I'm going on talk radio, I'm online, because online the news is delivered far quicker than TV or print media or anything. And uh, um, there are obviously a lot of news sources, I think, that are pretty good, that you can trust, and they're, they're getting, they seem to be getting uh, uh, fewer and more far between all the time. But uh, Anthony Fury uh, tweeted out, I've, Anthony's been a guest on uh, previous shows that I've had, and I've worked with him, and uh, he's a, he's a, I really enjoy his commentary. Uh, but he tweeted out earlier in the night, and it's so appropriate right now, because some of you are thinking, oh, that's Turkey, that's got nothing to do with us. Yeah, yeah well, you probably voted for Justin. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Fury tweeted out, every time there's another ISIS-inspired attack, it makes Canada's CF-18 withdrawal look cowardly and it does too it really does and yet you and your neighbors that's the way they want it because justin continues to score huge approval ratings as far as who would make the best prime minister in this country he's in the 54 percent approval ratings right now and uh i think that just is is glaring evidence to how out of touch with reality our electorate here in canada is I don't think they care. Now, here's why I said this is an important story tonight, uh, important show tonight. Um, You have not heard about the story I'm going to talk about uh, tonight, and I want to lead off with. And and if you want to, and I've tweeted out a number of uh, uh, media sources that are reliable, but they're not mainstream media because mainstream media is not touching this story in Canada right now. The Drudge Report, which is one of, if not one of the most sought-after online news information services in the world, the Drudge Report, based in the States, is carrying this story. Okay? And I don't know whether you've heard about it yet, but there are Syrian men who, you know, they, are, they call themselves, and uh, our federal government calls them refugees. There are Syrian men enrolled in high school in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Okay? And these Syrian men are harassing, sexually harassing young Canadian girls at their school. And the Canadian media is ignoring it. Toronto Star hasn't said anything about it. CBC wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Globe and Mail, CTV, 
all of mainstream media. In fact, the only the only semi-mainstream media outlet that's carrying this in Canada is Ezra Levant's Rebel TV. In fact, nobody in Canada would know this if they weren't going online looking at American news sources or they're hooked into uh, or, or monitoring what goes on in Rebel TV. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, okay? And I'll give you a bit of the story here because you're not going to hear it in any other uh, uh, media. These are military-aged males, okay, in Fredericton that SpongeBob Trudeau calls refugees. Military-aged males. Great screening process, eh? Yeah, remember how they told us, oh, we've got the most effective screening process in the world. Bull crap you do. Now, I'm going to give you the report, and it's, it's, it's a little bit lengthy, but it is absolutely scandalous and, I believe, totalitarian and repressive that major Canadian media are covering SpongeBob Trudeau's behind by not making this more public. This is political correct madness now that threatens the security of the country, that they're not you know, uh, publishing stories like this. And remember, I'm quoting from an American news source here. And it's all tweeted out there, okay? You follow me on Facebook, you can read it for your entirety and follow the story. The, the fact that you've got to dig for a story this serious in Canada is, is sickening. Emails between school officials at one Canadian high school revealed the school has been struggling to integrate into the school adult Syrian refugees who reportedly are bullying and threatening students and teachers as well as making advances on young teenage girls. One email from the head of the school's international students department expressed concern that the Brussels attack would have a trickle-down effect on the refugee students. After receiving a tip about a Fredericton High School in New Brunswick, Canada, a region that has been aggressively resettling thousands of Syrian refugees, Canadian news organization, The Rebel, remember, this is an American, American news source I'm quoting this from, Canadian news organization, The Rebel, submitted a freedom of information request to the school asking for any information regarding problems the school might be having with immigrants of Syrian, uh, integration of Syrian immigrants. The Rebel received more than 2,700 documents from the school in response to their request. Because of the sheer number of emails, the organization is breaking the story up into several reports this week on their show The Hunt with reporter Faith Goldie that we have often quoted here on Late Night Council. One email Goldie reported on Monday, which is yesterday, said that 19- and 20-year-old Syrian migrants were aggressively confronting teachers, particularly when it comes to the girls in the class and also bullying the others in the class. One school employer reported issues surrounding gender and age divisions that seem important to our Syrian population, especially these older boys when it comes to their younger sisters. Another email reported that students were offended that the refugees were using sexually explicit language in front of their female classmates. Monday's report also included one teacher expressing concern about the refugees' repeatedly bullying of a Jewish student. Tuesday's report, which is today... Include an email from the head of Frederick's International Student Department to several school employees, including the principal, on the day of the Brussels terror attacks, warning that today's events in Europe may have a trickle-down effect in our wing of students of certain culture. There's a lot of energy or excitement within the, with the students that we should be mindful of. Another email stated that one refugee identified rocket-propelled grenades as one of his hobbies. A survey of the refugees in that area revealed that just under 20% approved of marital rape and forced abortions. The tip that led originally the Ribble to investigate contained a Facebook post from a Fredericton parent saying that the refugees as old as 22 with full beards and better built than the hockey team are enrolled in the school. 
where they try hitting on the 14 and 15 year old girls of that year, but are being brushed off. The parent added that the Syrians have started on the girls of the year below who they are having success with. It's really ugly. The Canadian boys are very frustrated, but are too scared to speak up. They know how dangerous that you're a racist label will be for the rest of their lives. In other words, if you stand up for the kids and you try to fight back, you're labeled a racist there. The Daily Caller previously reported, that's the news agency that's reporting this, that, again, American agency. The Daily Caller previously reported on how Canadian newspaper censored its own story on the abuse of elementary students at the hands of Syrian refugees. The rebel later interviewed members of the school's community, confirmed the abuse. The emails and other documents reported by the rebel so far are available online. So the rebel's making these documents that, that, that are proof of what's going on there available to everybody. But how sick is that that Canadian media is covering this up? And it takes an American news service to let us know, which has now become, even though you haven't even heard of it in Canadian media, this story has now become the biggest story of the year in New Brunswick. And nobody's saying jack squat about it. In fact, it's being censored out by, you know, our version of Pravda here in Canada. And yet Trudeau and the CBC, I mean, they continue to get approval ratings like crazy. Nobody's calling this guy in the carpet. Nobody is exposing the folly of, of uh, the idiocy on the way this country is being run economically. And when it comes to security, forget it. you got known terrorist group sympathizers that are uh, as, uh, operating high-ranking high positions in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And nobody's saying anything. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. If you've got a concern, if you'd like to maybe take me on and suggest that, oh well, you know, Canadian media needs to be censoring stuff like this. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. I don't even know what to trust in Canadian media anymore. A couple hours ago, there's a huge explosion in Mississauga. You probably saw that on the news, okay? There's one dead. One home has been totally obliterated. Four homes severely damaged. And another two dozen homes damaged in suburban Mississauga. Now, it looks like a gas line leak or a gas leak explosion. That's what it looks like. No, but there's no official word on what the cause is. But when things like that happen, you know, events, I can't trust the CBC. I can't trust CTV. I mean, there's so many political agendas in play when it comes to Canadian mainstream news. I mean, you got to go searching for, you know, news agencies that you trust that you know are going to be objective. Because the news is so skewered and it's so pre-programmed to manipulate and to advance what seems to be a pretty nefarious agenda that you can't even trust news agencies anymore. Is there, a, is there a, a trustworthy Canadian news agency? And don't think this is a commercial for the rebel.com, okay? I mean, from the purest objective perspective, sure, they take a right-wing slant on things. They're going to approach things from a right-wing perspective. And sometimes they've looked as stupid as the CBC, the CTV. I cite example often, I, I, I often cite the example of when Brian Lilly and, and Ezra Levant were doing the one hour to two hour hype fest before the Patrick Brazo Justin Trudeau boxing match. And I mean, their guy, Patrick Brazo, lost and they had egg on their face. They look, it was embarrassing. 
But it seems as though they seem to be probably the most necessary news agency in Canada because they're the only ones that are that are you know reporting on news stories that that, that present an objective perspective as opposed to the drivel and the progressive, a politically correct tripe we get. CBC has done more to talk about you know the the green T-shirt that Justin Trudeau was jogging in with the president of Mexico yesterday morning than. What's been going on in Fredericton? The biggest local news story in that province this year so far. And they're not touching it with a 10-foot pole. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And nobody's holding their feet to the fire. Nobody's saying anything. I get away with what I can say right now because I'm not on corporate-controlled media. And that's why corporate-controlled talk radio across Canada is dying. Because there's so many agendas involved. Well, there's no agendas here, folks, except, you know, hearing you and getting the truth out there. And I find you get closer to the truth when you get as many perspectives as possible. And that's why I love talk radio, because, I mean, there's the possibility of dozens of of, uh, perspectives coming on. Sure, not everybody's going to be educated. Sure, not everybody's going to be in the know. But if you've got a brain, you should be able to filter out, you know, the the drivel and uh, the chaff from, you know, the really good stuff. I thought that was I thought that was you know what good media was supposed to do. 2700 documents sent to the rebel media from the school in Fredericton confirming that the incidents that are going on there would certainly warrant arrest if it was any other ethnic group in Canada. But these groups, these groups that have come in are scandalously protected. And if you squeal, you're labeled a racist. You're labeled an Islamophobe. And kids that are born and raised in Canada, they're in this high school, they're afraid to stand up to these bullies because they know that the politically correct media and the institutions like the police and the education department, they're going to be labeled. How sick is that? I don't know. You may have an opinion. You may not. If not, you're going to hear mine tonight. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. You're listening long distance, 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. You want to email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. That's jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. The Twitter feed is on the LateNightCouncil.com website as well, as you probably already noticed. Going to have all the problems of the world solved by 11 o'clock, folks. You and me, or triple your money back. Stay with us. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. 
Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Well, I haven't got any opinions signing in yet on calls or emails or Twitter, so guess what? You get to hear me. I don't think many of you mind, because I'm looking at the numbers of all the people tuning in right now. We're, we're doing pretty good. I prefer calls. I do. I really love interacting with callers, but I'm quite prepared to go all night. Just you and me against the world. Well, you and me against, you know, the bad people of the world. I don't mind ticking off evil people. I really don't. I don't always know who those evil people are, but, you know, we do have brains, don't we? I mean, you, you can kind of tell when people are, you know, being deceptive. If you've been around long enough, you start learning things. And I want good people to succeed and be productive, and I want them to win, and I want to I I make sure that evil people get exposed. If you want to ask the pastor perspective on that, I love Ephesians 5.10, where it says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. The previous verse says it's, you know, it is shameful to even mention, you know, what the deceptive are doing in the darkness. And they continue to do it because they're not being exposed. Here's a, here's a, a blatant, glaring example of that. You got horrible, wrong, hurtful, Dangerous, threatening, evil things going on in Fredericton. And you got a media and a government that's complicit in it because they're not doing jack squat about it. They're not even warning people of the dangers of it. Because they've gone ahead with a program that, until it's proven otherwise to me, has been promoted and advanced by ISIS sympathizers and terrorist sympathizers occupying high positions of influence in government in this country. And until it can be proven to be otherwise, I'm going to continue to believe that. You ever heard of Marine Le Pen? She's the, um, she's the daughter of the founder of the National Front Party in 
France, and she now leads that party. Now, if you've heard anybody explain to you who she is and what she's about, Canadian media particularly, and most of American media, has painted the picture that this lady is just a horrible, xenophobic, far-right-wing extremist spreading hate. Okay? Canadian media's propaganda and agenda want us to believe that Marine Le Pen and her dad and anybody that's part of the National Front Party in France or their ilk in Europe are evil, hateful people. They're racist, they're Islamophobe, they're homophobe, they're, they're, they're all these horrible, horrible things. Okay? And I've never really read, you know, like I know what the, their party stands for and I know where they're at. And I haven't said much about, you know, some of these, what the media would call extremist far right-wing parties in Europe. I haven't paid much attention to what they're actually saying because every time they've said something, I kind of, well, that doesn't seem too far out to me. Well, Marie Le Pen published an article that was, that was, that was released yesterday in reaction to the Brexit vote. Okay? I'm going to read it. Now, I, would, I, would, I haven't seen any stats, but I think it'd probably be pretty safe to assume that 95 to 99% of Canadians and Americans have never had the opportunity to judge who and what Marine Le Pen and you know the, the, the uh, National Front Party of, uh, of uh, France is all about. We are told what to think by our media. And I read her piece on Brexit, and I thought, this lady's an extremist? I think somebody's lying to me. I think somebody's censoring the news. I think... I think there's an agenda at play in media in North America that wants to advance a certain type of ideology. And they don't want North Americans exposed to, hey, these people sound pretty normal to me. I'm going to read you her article here. Not all of it, and I'm not quoting anything out of context. And I tweeted the article in its entirety. If you go to Late Night Council Facebook page, you can read the entire thing. And when you read the entire thing, you'll know I'm not quoting anything out of context here. Okay? So here it comes. And you tell me if this is a far right wing extremist here. You tell me if this person is racist, bigoted, homophobic. Here it comes. If there's one thing that chafes French pride, it's seeing the British steal the limelight. But in the face of real courage, even the proudest French person can only tip his hat and bow. The decision that the people of Britain have just made was indeed an act of courage. The courage of a people who embrace their freedom. Brexit won out, defeating all forecasts. Britain decided to cast off from the European Union and reclaim its independence among the world's nations. It had been said that the election would hinge solely on economic matters. The British, however, were more insightful in understanding the real issue that commentators like to admit. British voters understood that behind prognostications about the pound's exchange rate and behind the debates of financial experts, only one question at once simple and fundamental was being asked. Do we want an undemocratic authority ruling our lives, or would we rather regain control over our destiny? Brexit is, above all, a political issue. It's about the free choice of a people deciding to govern itself. Even when it is touted by all the propaganda in the world, a cage remains a cage. And a cage is unbearable to a human being in love with freedom. The European Union has become a prison of peoples. Each of the 28 countries that constitute it has slowly lost its democratic prerogatives to commissions and councils with no popular mandate. Every nation in the Union has had to apply laws it did not want for itself. 
Member nations no longer determine their own budgets. They are called upon to open their borders against their will. Countries in the Eurozone face an even less enviable situation in the name of ideology. Different economies are forced to adopt the same currency, even if so doing even if doing so bleeds them dry. The British have presented the Union with a dilemma. It will have a hard time getting out of. Either it allows Britain to sail away quietly and thus runs the risk of setting a precedent. The political and economic success of a country that left the European Union would be clear evidence of the Union's noxiousness. Or, like a sore loser, the Union makes the British pay for their departure by every means possible and thus exposes the tyrannical nature of its power. Common sense points towards the former option. I have a feeling Brussels will choose the latter. So the people of Europe have but one alternative left. To remain bound hand and foot to a union that betrays national interests and popular sovereignty and that throws our countries wide open to massive immigration and arrogant finance or to reclaim their freedom by voting. Does that sound like an extremist to you? Does that sound sound like something that's racist, that's bigoted? That's an Islamophobe. That's, you know, all these name and epithets that, you know, the left wing uh, controlling manipulative media wants you to believe here in North America. I don't know. Based on that article, she's making a lot of sense. And she's leading me to distrust mainstream media more and more and more and more. Maybe that's why the future of, you know, intelligent and objective political commentary is online without the restrictions of, you know, people with all kinds of interests that don't care about freedom, that don't care about choice, that are all about repression, that are all about control, that are all about, you know, uh, taking over uh, uh, people's lives and implementing laws and ideologies and structures that nobody has asked for. I kind of got a a conclusion here, you know, from this whole scenario with Brexit and how the left has just gone, you know, crazy. I mean, they've exposed themselves for the, you know, for the hateful, bigoted crew that they are. I think anybody that Justin Trudeau, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, CBC, CTV, Toronto Star, Global Mail, anybody that they disagree with, that they label as extremist, hateful and racist or worse. They're probably pretty normal people. They probably love freedom. They probably don't like being bullied and pushed around. They want to think for themselves. The left doesn't want people thinking for themselves. They want to take your money and they want to control your lives. They think that government is the, you know, is the great solution to all problems. Government's not the solution at all. Government's the problem. It's killing our economies. It's weakening our security. And it's causing everybody to clam up, and, and we can't even express opinions anymore because we're going to be labeled or ostracized or, you know, or worse. People can't even hold to their own convictions in North America anymore for threatening of being sued or being thrown in prison. You agree with the state ideology on climate change, on you know, uh, what constitutes family and gender, on sexuality. You agree with the state line on that. Or, you know, Trudeau's even on, lo- on record as wanting to put people in prison that disagree with the ideology that they're forcing on us. And it's unbelievable. And, and, and the electorate doesn't care. The electorate continues to give him the highest approval ratings uh, that I can remember of a prime minister that's, uh, uh, you know, been in power for over six months. 
He is enjoying a long honeymoon. Your neighbors are loving this guy. Your neighbors are, are just continuing to think that, you know, he is, uh, he is the, well, he may as well be the Messiah. Going to lead us to this wonderful new global, new world order utopia. By, you know, forcing his will on people. And nobody, I mean, certainly not with any authority, is pushing back and saying, hey, just a second. Just, just a second here. No, we don't like that. We don't agree with everything you say. We want to say in how we're being ruled. I thought this was a democracy. Well, it is, but, you know, too many people have allowed the democracy to get to the point where, you know, it's been taken over by tyrants. I think it was William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, that said, you know, you will pay attention in a democracy or you will be ruled by tyrants. I know I don't have the exact quote, but that's basically the thought of what he communicated about 200 years ago. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-LNC is on. That's 1-844-LNC is on. 1-844-562-4766 if you like numbers. 1-844-562-4766. JC at Late Night Council. Dot com is the email address, jc at latenightcouncil.com. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Now, if you were tuned in last night, I told you that our information interlude is not just filler, okay? There's important stuff in that that is going to tell you what's going to be happening on the show next week and the week after. I'm going on vacation, so you need to listen, okay? Pay attention. Don't go, go to sleep on me now. I know it's the end of the day. I know you're getting tired, but that's why I play, you know, the, the best music in the world, and that's why, you know, I don't come on here sounding like a, a shy wallflower. Okay? Right back after that. Stay with us. Oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Hey, it's time for me to start telling you what we're doing here on the show July 1st to July 15th. Starting Friday, July 1st, we're going to be playing our best shows for two weeks that we've done in the last six weeks since we started this online adventure here at LateNightCouncil.com. Our next live show after July 1st will be Monday, July the 18th. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. 
And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back, 343-700-4390. Now, I have opened up the show with some pretty provocative stuff and really, really important stories that mainstream media are, are censoring and they're hiding from Canadians. So I didn't get uh, to tell you, but I, I'm reminding you now, it is open line, open topic, you know? Even though there's really, really important stuff that we need to talk about, if you want to go in another direction, if you feel something warrants our attention you go for it we don't censor you out here the only way we would censor you out is if you're drunk or you're so incoherent that you're going nowhere or you're just being goofy and you're not airworthy okay our only standard here is intelligence and coherence that's about it okay that's fair isn't it three four three seven hundred forty three ninety that's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. And I have, I have airworthy emails. Can you believe it? Hopefully I'm going to be able to get to them. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil on the Twitter exchange. But in the meantime, I am uh, thrilled and delighted to have uh, uh, Doug on the air. Doug, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, John. What's Thanks on your my call? What's on your mind, buddy? I liked your I liked your term politically correct madness. And I'm not going to talk about the first story that you mentioned, but uh, have another another example uh, uh, for you. I thought I'd uh, run by you. Go for it. Um, did you guys talk last week about uh, blood donations from uh, gay males? And uh, didn't come up on the, didn't come up on the show at all. Okay, so there's a there's another story. It didn't get a lot of press. It was in it was in uh, mainstream media um, a little bit. I think the National Post had an article on it. But uh, uh, basically, uh, one of uh, Trudeau's promises over the election was that uh, he was uh, going to get rid of um, uh, restricting uh, gay males from donating blood. Um, now, last week, they, they actually they didn't get rid of it, uh, but uh, there was a five-year uh, abstinence um, period uh, for, for a, a gay male uh, uh, to donate blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reduced that to one year, one year now. Um, 
And uh, so the yeah, security, just, so uh, the security of our blood system is more concerned with political correctness and ideology than protecting people from uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And cold, hard data has proven over and over again that if you are a gay male, you're, you're, you have a much, 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 much higher percentage of, of, of uh, transmitting a sexually transmitted disease. Now, that's a cold, hard scientific right. fact, but that makes people you know, who want to advance their ideology very, very uncomfortable. So far more important to advance the ideology than protect people. That's how crazy this has become. Yeah, it's gay rights trumping uh, patients' rights, and uh, in social media, you know, there's all kinds of discussion on this, and it's, uh, it's well, certainly, certainly we do what we can. If you're in a high-risk group, we would do everything we can for the life of the patient and the health of the patient. No, it's 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 gay rights first, uh, human rights first, and yeah. that trumps that yeah. trumps life. So yeah. now we have a situation where rights trump life. Um, at, at least they didn't let uh, Trudeau get you know a totally abolish. Uh, everything but uh, you know people say no they have testing they have testing now the blood is tested that's all you need well medical tests foolproof yeah they also told us that their screening processes on syrian refugees was uh, you know the best in the world yeah. and you had nothing to worry about and we've got you know syrian military aged males who the government calls refugees in Fredericton, section 2,700 documentation documents, you know, that expose the fact that they're harassing girls in the high schools in Fredericton. And the government's doing nothing. The media is pretending it's not even happening because, because I think it's being increased, we're being made increasingly aware that the government that we have elected, okay, cares nothing about the security of Canada. And there are certain groups that it wants to promote. And I'm convinced that those groups hold you know, uh, high positions of power, and they're quietly advancing their agenda because they have learned that the electorate in Canada are the easiest people to fool in the in the in the free world. Yep. Now, uh, people like yeah, me and other honest media sources, we're trying to correct that. We're trying to inform people. We're trying to at least give people, you know, a, 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 you know, the real unfiltered picture. Okay. I have an agenda. My agenda is to oppose hypocrisy. My agenda is to be fair. My agenda is to make sure that one group is not getting pre- you know, uh, uh, preference over another. And if, if the human rights courts and uh, you know, SpongeBob Trudeau and his ilk have proven everything, okay, proven anything, they have proven that this is not an equal country. People are not treated equal in this country. If you belong to certain groups, you're going to be protected. And if anybody even criticizes you, they are going to be harassed. They're going to be persecuted. They're going to be sued. And Trudeau wants them put in jail. That's how totalitarian this guy mind this uh, totalitarian this guy's mind works. I mean, but why why should we be surprised when he made statements before he was elected like he finds the Chinese system of running government to be very very efficient? I mean, why? I mean, how dumb do you have to be in the electorate to say, "Whoa, we want this guy as prime minister." You got to be kidding. Listen to the things he's saying. Nobody was listening. They were just, oh, he just looks so cute in a selfie. That's hair. Oh, you know, he's just he's just wonderful, man. I just love him, you know. And that's how the media is fawning all over him and falling all over him. Uh, it is. It's, yeah, it makes me want to puke. Okay. Now, hopefully, people uh, people start to get aware of what's happening in the media. I mean, it's been going on for for years now, and uh, I don't see and, it and happening yet. Do of... you? I don't see it happening. To you I, and I know for a fact that Sun Media well, that was a calculated attempt by the CBC and the CRTC to destroy them because they didn't want anybody giving another perspective on the news in Canada. 
Okay, CBC and CRTC has a stranglehold on news and what Canadians know. It, the, the, the only Canadians that are really informed are people that know that there are other news services out there that are available to them, but you're going to have to go online. You're going to have to bypass you know, where all the billions of dollars of corporate spending is going to promote this ideology. And, you know, Rogers and Shaw and Bell Media, they're all complicit in this, okay? Because they're the guys that they're paying the bills for so-called private media, but they may as well be, you know, uh, uh, the CBC with, uh, you know, a few more ads. There's no difference at all anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but it's people, people I think are starting to, starting to catch on because. Uh, I hope so, Doug. Uh, like. Like you can you can uh, read a news story, uh, say like in Ottawa, the 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 uh, gun homicides in Ottawa, most of it's gang related. Um, the the media does not tell you which gang. Um, if it was say a motorcycle gang or an Italian mafia gang, uh, it would be front page news, right? Yeah. But you read down to the bottom of the list, and you you kind of put two and two together. And I think you know this this is the kind of thing that 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 spurred the the movement with Donald Trump. And I'm oh, I know. There's no question. The, There's no uh, question. The free exit. People are fed up with it. People I are mean, waking up. for instance, the yeah. Ottawa police needs to be held on account for not telling us who these gangs are. Because if we knew what, who the gangs were, and if we'd get some newspaper articles that show us what their logos are, and I can tell they moved into your neighborhood, we would be far, we'd be far more better to protect ourselves. Okay? But keeping people in the dark, that's exactly where the left wants. They want everybody dependent on institutions and government. You know, perish the thought that anybody would be intelligent enough and equipped enough to defend themselves. Oh, no, we can't have that. That's individualism. That's freedom. That's liberty. No, no, this is Canada. It's all about control. It's all about us. We know better than you. We're smarter than you. Let us make the major decisions in your life. You just work hard. We'll take half your money, and we'll continue with our, you know, lame brain, ridiculous social engineering experiments. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Bye. Is there anything that you didn't say that you want to say, Doug? Doug's gone. He had the opportunity. I was waiting for another profound statement there. Maybe you're going to call in and make the next profound statement. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear people try and disagree with me, you know? I'd love to, you know, I'd love to go at it with somebody who thinks that, you know, personality and fluff and the cardboard cutout candidate, you know, is who we ought to have leading the country and leading the province. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. one Five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's the long distance line. Works all over North America. Works in Loyalist Prince Edward Island. It works in Y City, Arkansas. It works in Offer, Montana. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. I think it's one of these nights when I got you know more stuff that I can fit into two hours, even if I don't get any calls. Did you hear the story that came out? Uh, I, well, it was in the news this morning. <laughs> I don't know what to think of this. I, I would like some help discerning what should be a proper response to this. Because I, I, apparently there's 15,000 Americans, okay? And, I mean, why should this be any difference in Canada? In fact, I, per capita, it's probably way worse in Canada. 
And, and the only way that this information was obtained that, you know, some honest and objective media outlets pushed and pushed and pushed and access freedom of information, you know, rights and that because it seems like the authorities, they want to hide as much as they can. They don't want anybody knowing anything because they got an agenda that they want to advance. And they definitely don't want anybody finding out about that agenda. Apparently, there's 15,000 people in the states that are on ISIS's kill list. Did you hear about this? This is just, this is mind-boggling. And in the state of Texas, they did a survey on just one state alone, and it turns out in the state of Texas, out of the, out of the, uh, uh, the sampling that they took, only 22 out of 24, uh, only two, sorry, only two out of 24, so one-twelfth, one-twelfth of the people on the ISIS's kill list were informed and warned, hey, you know, you better take extra precaution, whatever. The FBI did not alert numerous Americans that they were placed on a secret Islamic State kill list or notify their local police about the potential dangers. A lapse in the government's efforts to combat the terrorist group's evolving strategy to target everyday citizens. Oh yeah, Obama and Trudeau, we're doing everything we can to bring these criminals to justice. Sit down and shut up. Nobody believes you anymore. Only morons that you know that spend half their life watching the Kardashians on TV are buying that. And the trouble is, that's the majority of voters in North America. God help us. To date, the terror group that goes by the acronym ISIS has published an encrypted, on encrypted websites several hit lists, naming more than 15,000 people it would like to see killed by sleeper cells or lone wolves in New York, Texas, Florida, and California. The lists aren't public, but Circa News obtained copies of some of the some and made sample calls to the everyday Americans who appeared on them, from college professors and military personnel to art collectors and homemakers. In Texas alone, Circa identified 22 people in a sampling of 24 names who did not receive any notification that they were on ISIS's crosshairs. It also identified two local police departments whose citizens were on the list that also got no alert from the FBI. In North America... Prove to me otherwise, the monkeys are running the zoo. And their allies and the people that really know what's going on and have infiltrated high levels of government, oh man, they're playing this and it is just, it is playing the exact tune that, that you know, they've wanted all along. Their plan for a slow, patient takeover of our countries is being executed Perfectly. Perfectly. And all kinds of useful idiots in the left wing that are, you know, just paving the way for them. They're using our so-called tolerance and they're using our so-called, you know, kind ways to infiltrate. John, that's horrible. What about the legitimate refugees? Yeah, it is horrible. Because 90, 95%, whatever the uh, stats are, they are suffering people. That we want to help, and I want to help them. What I'm ticked off about is the screening process. is ridiculous. It's virtually non-existent. When you can have a whole, pretty much a whole gang, a huge gang of military-aged males enrolling in high school in Fredericton, and they fooled our authorities into you know, claiming that they're refugees, and sexual harassment going on with 2,700 documents to prove it, and the government covering it up, CSIS covering it up, they're not saying a thing about it, they're not warning anybody. The media's covering it up. I mean, it is absolutely criminal. And until there's a grassroots revolution of common people saying, we're fed up with being treated like idiots by our authorities. 
Until there's a grassroots social revolution in this country, I, I, I fear for our safety. I really do. Trudeau doesn't care about our safety. In fact, I'm convinced he wants ISIS to take over. Give me another reason why he would withdraw the CF-18s. Oh, we're going to do everything in our power to stand with our allies in Europe. Oh, sit down and shut up. Everything in your power. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's the capital region number. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. JC at late night council is the email address. Keep it under six lines. The one I'm going to read when I get back, it's under six lines and it's airworthy. It's kind of depressing, but Eric, I see it there. I'm going to give you a shot, buddy. Going to pump you up. We want to pump you up. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email. You can tweet at us at JW Council. Important messages. Got to pay the bills or we don't have a show. Stay with us. Time is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org.
Closing the bad guys and lifting up the good guys here. Welcome back to Late Night Council. 343-700-4390, whatever's on your mind. Open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. 343-700-4390. is long distance. That's 1-844-562-4766. From Eric. John, I love your show, but listening to you is depressing me. I don't like being depressed. It's just bringing me down. No fault of yours. Well, thank you, Eric. I feel my country is going to hell in a handbasket. I would disagree with you, Eric. Your country is not going to hell in a handbasket. It is in hell. I'm exaggerating now. You know, folks. Anyway, I have a bad habit of interrupting people when they're emailing me, so I'm going to try and continue to stick to the text here. I feel my country is going to hell in a handbasket, and there's nothing I can do to help my country. Oh, that's exactly how they want you to feel. You know? Just get good and paralyzed. He continues, my vote doesn't count. And if I speak up, people say you're just racist. And I'm not, and I am, and I'm not, but we have a problem with our immigration policies. The leftists are calling the shots, and we on the right, our our voices are being shut down, and it doesn't seem we can do anything about it. Well, I can tell you right now, the, the, the thing you don't want to do is nothing. You don't want to just lay back and be apathetic, okay? If there's any candidate that represents you, be it a city councilor, a, a school board trustee, an MPP, an MP, and I know it's hard to find them, but if there are any of them, you know, that you have your ear, you know, build a relationship with them, influence them. Let them know what you think. Do not take this stuff lying down. The Brexit vote in Britain ought to be one of the most encouraging and inspiring news stories of 2016. Because it is a wonderful, wonderful example of people who are tired of being bullied by political correctness. Tired of being bullied by people that, you know, they don't even have their ear. They're conducting policy and they're instituting laws and rules that nobody in Britain asked for. And we've got that in Canada. Look at our TV programming. Look at our mainstream media. What drivel. What tripe. You want a nice little example? It's not a political example, but I'm kind of delighted about it. I'm quite happy. I mentioned it in passing last week because we didn't get any calls about it, but I didn't mind bringing it up. Rogers TV thought that bringing George Strombolopoulos in as the main host of Hockey Night in Canada would be a really hip, wonderful way to connect with young viewers and it would, you know, do wonders for their ratings. Well, they got their butt kicked. And people voiced their opinion. And they let Rogers know that we don't like this guy. Get him out of here. Well, Rogers just turfed a bunch of, you know, their hosts, including Snuffleupagus. And Ron McLean is coming back. Why? Because people reacted. People voiced their opinion. But here's the problem. Canadians care more about their hockey night in Canada covers than they do on, you know, their, their security. On their taxes. On the fact that their, their country and their province has gone into horrendous debt that they'll never get out of. And they actually, they actually allow the mainstream media to, to promote the, 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 
idiocy that the climate is going to affect our grandchildren more than the bankruptcy of our country? Kathleen Wynne plays that card all the time. Her grandkids will have left 20 years from 20 years before. No, her grandkids will have left 20 years be, long after the bankruptcy takes place. We're looking at the Detroitification of the entire country now. It used to be just Ontario, but the entire country is being led with economic policies that there's no way that we could we could get out of them now. And you talk to them. I mean, the McLean's magazine uh, uh, that's out this week. And lo and behold, if you can believe it, an actually an objective story where they actually print some truth for the change. They quote Kathleen Wynne as saying that the only way we can get out of this economic mess is to spend more. Her solution is bigger government. Bigger government got us into the trouble we're in right now. Ontario is the textbook case for a, a, a government that is spending way more than it's taking in. And their solution to getting out of debt and, and jumpstarting the economy is even spending more. Hey, your neighbors that voted for Yasser Nakvi and Madeline Mayer and John Fraser, Bob Shirelli, they're the ones with the hammer. They're the ones that caused this. And until you get talking, until you until you lose your shyness and your fear of being called oh you know far right extremist and all this other crap, deception and blatant lies, until we lose our fear of being labeled with that and start speaking up, it's only going to get worse. And there, you know what, Kathleen Wynne doesn't have to worry about how messed up the country will be by the time her grandkids are ready to enter college. You know, there won't be a country. It'll be like Greece, only a hundred times worse because the economy is that much bigger. I know, some of you think, oh, it's all gloom and doom. Is there any good news? Listen, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, go ahead and go with your sunny ways, you know. Take dad's credit card, run up a debt, go to the mall, go nuts, buy yourself a new car with no hope of ever paying it off, you know. If that's what your conscience is, because that's the equivalent, Okay. Promise them bread and circuses, make life, you know, just wonderful so that they're totally dependent on government. And, you know, there's no real jobs that have been created, you know, since uh, Kathleen Wynne came in. It's all government jobs. 347,000 jobs, non-government jobs lost since McGinty took over in 03. 350,000 jobs. And mainstream media is saying nothing about it. Although, although, when we get back, okay, when we get back from the information interlude, I got a little bit of news to share with you. I want to talk about that that McLean's article. Uh, can you believe it? A national publication actually saying something objective, actually you know informing people that you know we could have a problem here. We need to talk about this. Couldn't believe it when I saw it on the cover of McLean's. Now it's not the lead story, but there's Kathleen's face on the cover of McLean's. I want to talk about that, and of course whatever's on your mind. Okay, three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. JC at late dot com is the email address. That's JC at late dot com, and you can tweet at us at JW Council. Stay tuned. Listen to the info. It's important, especially when it comes to you know the next uh, couple weeks here on the old Ray Didio show. Stay with us.
oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Hey, it's time for me to start telling you what we're doing here on the show July 1st to July 15th. Starting Friday, July 1st, we're going to be playing our best shows for two weeks that we've done in the last six weeks since we started this online adventure here at LateNightCouncil.com. Our next live show after July 1st will be Monday, July the 18th. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun, because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And one 562 That's long distance. one 562 Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Yeah, you can go to the cabin down below if you, you know, if you call my show and be a part of, you know, the solution instead of, uh, you know, contributing to the problem by sheer apathy and just watching the world go by. Heard a quote once. How does it go? You know, there are people that uh, that uh, make things happen, and there are people that uh, sit back and just watch things happen. 
Well, people that just sit back and watch things happen, that's that's the reason our country's going in the direction it's going. Just my opinion. Want to hear from you, 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's one 844 Now, I know it doesn't sound like it all the time, but but I really am a glass half full type guy. I, I like I like being positive. I like being optimistic. And when there's reason, you know, to have sunshine and light, you know, and then there are some good things I could talk about. Like for instance, the whole Brexit thing. That was delightful. What a what a great story, you know? The underdog rising up against the oppressors and the totalitarians and the one world, new world, older, you know, whack jobs that have way too much authority. Fantastic story. And then I get my McLean's magazine yesterday, and I look at it, what? Here's the headline. Chairman Wynn. They called her Chairman Wynn. I mean, we've been calling her that since she's been, you know, the premier. Chairman Wynn. This is on the cover of McLean's magazine this week. Chairman Wynn, how Ontario's micromanaging premier has the province going backwards. That's McLean's magazine saying that. Now, granted, McLean's isn't as left-wing as Toronto Star, CBC, CTV, you know, Globe and Mail. They're kind of just a little bit, you know, just a smidgen more to the right than those other, you know, left-wing propaganda Pravda clones, you know? But nevertheless, you know, this is, I was quite impressed. I thought, look at this, and I cracked it open. I got, I got to read this. Are they actually going to shed the light on how inept, on how, oh, I will go so far as to say evil. I believe the lady's evil. I do. Oh, John, that's a judgment call. No, it's not. It's me expressing an opinion. Hey, you want to call in and prove me wrong? That's great, okay? But until I see otherwise, until it's proven to me others, I think this lady's evil. I think when your number one advisor is in jail for propagating child pornography and your partners in media protect your butt by doing no investigative reporting on it and not exposing the rot that was what the Ministry of Education was under her watch when she was the Ministry of Education, until it's proven to me otherwise, I'm going to believe this lady's evil. It is on them to prove otherwise. Because she's in public office, and for that kind of stuff to be going on, I'm sorry, you're guilty until proven innocent. And the media has proven over and over and over again that it hides things, it manipulates things, and it's got an agenda that it wants to promote. I had to go to an American news source, the Drudge Report, to find out about the biggest story in New Brunswick this year. Syrian so-called refugees of military age, males, harassing Canadian girls at the Fredericton High School. And not one Canadian media outlet is covering it right now. Country's going to hell in a handbasket. When you've got that kind of stuff going on, believe me, there are areas of this country where it's already happened. The evil people are in charge. So I got to give you some of this article, so you know it's not just you know the, the, the you know the ranting and raving you know a crazy pastor online here. Let's give you a little bit of it here. Remaking Canada's former epicenter of rugged free enterprise into something akin to a debt encumbered euro state. That's what she's done. 
And, you know, McGinty kind of helped her along as well. But she was right in the thick of it the whole time in his cabinet and everything. And you people bought that. You actually believed, oh, it's going to be, there's going to be change. I'm not like McGinty. Oh, come on. She's McGinty in a skirt. Only I think, you know, I, I think she's even, I think she's even more inept and, and, and nefarious. That's my opinion. Of course, I want to hear from you. The recovery in high-paying manufacturing jobs that many hoped the devalued loony would bring has failed to materialize, leaving Ontario dependent on public service jobs created largely by debt-fueled public spending. According to Statistics Canada, the province's manufacturing sector has shed some 347,000 workers since 2003 when the Liberals took office under Dalton McGuinty. During the same period, the number employed in government-driven sectors like health care, social assistance, and educational services has risen by 368,000, while provincial debt has soared to $307 billion. And we have reminded you a number of times, and the article in McLean's continues to confirm it, the highest debt of any sub-sovereign territory in the world. And that's not just per capita. That's total. There are, country, there are states, California being an example, that are triple our population that do not have as big a debt as we do. Philip Cross, they quote Philip Cross who is an analyst with Statistics Canada, now a senior fellow at the McDonald-Laurier Institute. What does Philip Cross have to say? It's a long article. I don't have time to give you all of it. I'm looking for his quote. Last fall, Cross authored the report for the Fraser Institute entitled Ontario, no longer a place to prosper. Noting that real per capita incomes in the province fell below the Canadian average for the first time ever in 2012, while the unemployment rate climbed above the national average for the first time in 2007. It is a matter of deep concern for all Canadians, he wrote, that its leading province has become a laggard. This is McLean's Magazine, folks. This isn't Late Night Council. This isn't John Council. I'm quoting McLean's Magazine. In 2004, for the first time ever, the province's auto industry produced more vehicles than the car mecca of Michigan. Okay? Remember that? That is just a, you know, that was the, that was kind of the result of proper fiscal management under the conservatives of, you know, Mike Harris and then, you know, a little bit of afterglow with Ernie Eves. So it was at its peak one year after McGinty took power, Okay. We were producing more cars than Michigan was, cranking out nearly 2.67 million vehicles. I mean, incredible. Oh my, have things, how things have changed. Ontario, with the world's largest sub-sovereign debt as $307 billion, has twice been downgraded by rating agencies. Okay? This is not a safe place to invest. The economy's been being run by whack jobs. I wouldn't trust these people running a lemonade stand. Wouldn't let them get near it. And they've got access to all your money. And all my money. You know what I hate? You know what I love? The best thing about not being on corporate radio, I don't have to put up with those, you know, 1984 Orwellian liberal, uh, provincial liberal uh, commercials. This, this, this message brought to you by, 
you know, the provincial government of Ontario. Bull crap. It's brought to you by my tax dollars. I paid for it. I don't agree with hardly anything that they do, but I still have to pay for it. This, this mess is brought to you by your tax dollars. We take your money and we do whatever we want with it because we're smarter than you. We don't do what you want us to do. We do what we want to do. You don't care. You just keep voting us in and we keep going further and further into debt and we keep spending billions and billions on stuff that we have nothing to show for and don't help the economy whatsoever, but boy, it makes us more powerful. And how do you reward us? By giving us majority after majority after majority. You know why? Because you're the easiest people to fool in the free world. Thank you very much, Ontario. I don't see it changing for a while. Do you? Conservatives got Patrick Brown as their messiah, as their guy who's going to, you know, ride in a white horse and bring us into a new age of prosperity in Ontario. <laughs> oh, no, please. I'm praying again. God, help us. This is not me using the Lord's name in vain. It's me praying. God, please help us. Please. Have mercy on us, God. Please. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. If you're calling in long distance, JC at late dot com. That's the email address. JC at late dot com. Maureen in Toronto. I've seen no reason to trust them. They manipulated both the last provincial and federal elections. They back out now. They back out. They back out and out liars. Trust Trudeau? I stand by my opinion that he is anti-Canadian. I've seen not one thing he's done in the interest of this country, especially security-wise. He doesn't make me feel safe. He is willingly giving away my country. Now, she's saying there they manipulated both last provincial and federal elections. Well, you know why they have? Because the people are manipulable. There's the easiest people. They're the easiest people in the world to fool. Time and time again. Multi-billion dollar scandals, waste like that is monumental. The highest, the highest electricity rates in the, in in North America, well, in the Western Hemisphere, and nobody complains. Everybody believes, you know, they're they're insane, green, eco-fascist lies. Wouldn't you love to see the investment portfolios of you know provincial liberal MPs? Where they got all their money tied up? Do you think they got money tied up in solar panels? Do you think they got money tied up in windmills? Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. Oh my goodness! Is 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 that ever an appropriate tune to be going to pay the bills to? I might just, you know, play this whole tune in its entirety before the commercials play, before we pay our bills the honest way. Grab a line while we're paying the bills. Stay with us.
Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Come on, come on, wake up. Don't fall asleep on me. 343 700 That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at is the email address. You can tweet at us at JW Council. Now, I knew this was only a matter of time. When I saw this in the news today, and about, oh, there's quite a few of you have emailed me this and tweeted me, and I already knew about it before you, you know, started sending me stuff. And thanks for, you know, thanks for your contributions. Thanks for thinking, hey, Council's got to see this. I wonder if we'll talk about it tonight. Didn't surprise me at all. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, it will be in your newspapers tomorrow. If you, you know, frequent newspapers, if that's the way you like getting your news or... Justin Trudeau will have a guest starring role in a Marvel Comics book. It's going to be released September. Well, of course. I mean, the guy's a natural for, you know, starring in a comic book. Some of you comic fans will remember Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight was, uh, for the uneducated and the less nerdy, Alpha Flight was kind of like Marvel's Canadian version of the X-Men. Okay? 
in Marvel folklore, you know, the Wolverine is a Canadian who has discovered, and he's got some type of, he comes from some type of secret weapons project that's been connected to the Canadian government. And uh, Justin's dad, Pierre, Pierre Trudeau, made an appearance in an Alpha Flight comic book all the way back to 1979. So when I heard news of this, news of this, it didn't surprise me at all. I mean, now think about it. Now, come on. If you listen to the show a lot, I mean, he's way more suited as a cartoon character than a leader, right? Of any kind. Justin Trudeau is a cartoon character. What have we been calling him? You know, for the last six months, okay? He's SpongeBob Trudeau. Far more suited to a comic book character than a leader of any kind. And you know, listen, come on, be honest. Even, you know, you people that voted for Madeleine Mayer and, and John Fraser and Yasser Nakfi and Bob Shirelli and, you know, and the federal counterparts, okay? Catherine McKenna. You know darn well Justin Trudeau wouldn't have gotten anywhere. That guy couldn't get elected dog catcher if we elected dog catchers in Canada if it, without his last name. Certainly never would have got in the comics without his last name. You know, I just, my only beef, and they, they, they showed a little bit of the graphics. You'll see them in the papers tomorrow. They're already online. The pictures are circulating online of some of the artwork. He's, he's sitting in the corner dressed in his boxing gear, you know, that he fought with Patrick Brazo, as if he's, you know, some type of fighter. And by the way, until it's proven otherwise, I believe Patrick Brazo was, uh, was paid to take a dive. In fact, there's, there's pretty compelling evidence to suggest so. That was a PR stunt from the beginning to boost the popularity of Justin Trudeau. And until it's proven otherwise, I will stand on my belief that Patrick Basso was paid to dive in that fight. And he got paid more money by diving and letting Trudeau win than he would have cleaned his clock. And I think he very well could have cleaned his clock. But he chose to, you know, capitulate. That's me expressing an opinion. I'm not making the accusation, okay, but I am of that opinion. Until somebody calls, and we talked about this at length on a previous show, and I had callers calling in and quoting statements that that's exactly what he did. Okay? So the the, the, the art that, you know, is going to be a Mar- Marvel comic books, it's got him dressed in his boxing togs and everything, okay? And, and I just wish he'd appear as his real self, as SpongeBob, you know? instead of the media-hyped misrepresentation of him. Because the guy is SpongeBob. Doesn't have a clue, okay? What, you don't agree? Oh, listen, call in. I'm all ears. Call in. If you think this guy has got any leadership qualities whatsoever, please, state your case. Call in. I think Maureen hit it right on the na- on the head when she, you know, she emailed. She says, this guy's done nothing for my country yet. Nothing. Again, it's opinion. You want to share yours? Go for it. That's what Good Talk Radio is all about. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-LNC is on. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. The three amigos are in town. Do you like that name? President of Mexico, President of the United States. Hey, Barack, are you online tonight? Are you listening to me? Welcome to Ottawa. Glad you're going to be gone at the end of the year. 
I say the prayer again. Oh, God, help us, please. So, uh, you know, th- th- this blows me away, okay? Everybody's sunny. Everybody's smiling. You know, the, the, the liberal whack jobs that pretend like, you know, that all oh, the country's never been better. We're united. It's just wonderful. Things We're just having a wonderful time here in Ottawa. Mexico City. You know, these uh, uh, Obama and, and, and Trudeau and Kathleen Wynne, they're all eco-fascists, okay? These guys are willing to sacrifice, you know, uh, our economies and not hundreds of thousands, millions of jobs and people's livelihoods to promote their whacked-out ideology that is bankrupting countries worldwide, okay? And plunging countries into debt like, and, and, you know, we're textbook case here in Ontario, okay? So the Mexican president is there. Mexico City, Mexico City has the worst pollution of any city in the Western Hemisphere, okay? It's at least as bad as the major cities in China, Shanghai, Beijing, who are incredible polluters. It's got, it's got a horrible track record for environmentalism. In fact, Mexico City pollutes the air two to three times as much as our entire country, folks. Okay? That's how bad the pollution is in Mexico City. The pollution in Mexico City is as bad is three times worse than our entire country. And Catherine McKenna, our excuse for a, 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 a well, it used to be the environment minister, but religion took over, and now it's the climate change minister. She thinks our biggest environmental threat in North America is our oil sands. They're not saying anything about the pollution in Mexico City. You know why? Because climate change has hijacked the environment. People die in Mexico City from carbon monoxide and sulfur dioxide poisoning. Those are real pollutants. But you and your neighbors, you know, that voted these eco-fascists in, have actually, they've actually convinced your, your clued out neighbors that carbon dioxide is a pollutant. Carbon dioxide that makes vegetation lusher. That's good for the planet. We need more of it. We need more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So it will create lusher vegetation and purify the air. As plants succeed and as plants propagate, they create more pure oxygen and purify the air. That's what more carbon does. That's why people raise plants in a greenhouse for the positive effects that it has. And we have totally turned our back on real pollutants that kill people. We have totally turned our back on dumping sewage into the Ottawa River and the St. Lawrence River. Because of a whacked out lame brain religion that doesn't care about people, that doesn't care about environment. All it cares about is the politicians' portfolios that have heavily invested in solar panels and windmills. And Mexico is calling for, you know, with the, the, their pre, uh, president here, Mexico is calling for more economic integration with North America, with Canada and the United States. Well, of course they are. Mexico's got out-of-control crime problems. they got corruption that's, that's beyond the state of repair. They have one of the most di- they're one of the most dismal human rights violators in the world. They have a catastrophic economy. So when he says he wants more integration with American and Canadian markets, translation, we want you to pay our bills because we've screwed up our country so bad. If you don't come in and bail us out, we're toast. They have people starving to death in Mexico. 
You can't walk the streets because Mexican drug lords, they rule entire cities. And we want an economic we want economic integration with this basket case of an economy? Are you kidding me? Hey pal, you want some of our economic integration? Okay, here's the qualifications. We got all kinds of auto companies, all kinds of manufacturers setting up in Mexico. They don't care about human rights. They don't care about corruption. What they care about is the the opportunity to pay their workers there thirty, forty dollars a week. Because they don't have to pay their workers here in North America seven hundred dollars a week. There's money to be made. Who cares about human rights? Who cares about morality? Who cares about the suffering of people in Mexico when there's money to be made? Economic integration. Brought to you in living color by corrupt, deceptive politicians who continue to deceive and fool the easiest to fool electorate in North America. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766. I'm waiting for the other side to share their opinion, you know? I'm waiting for somebody to call in and defend this leftist insanity. Or maybe somebody, maybe somebody can be more objective than me, you know, commenting on this. I'd love to hear from you. I'm trying to turn us, in for, uh, turn us into people that are harder to deceive, harder to fool. You got any suggestions? I'm wide open. Got an important information update we got to give you. And then we're right back. Stay with us. Oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Hey, it's time for me to start telling you what we're doing here on the show July 1st to July 15th. Starting Friday, July 1st, we're going to be playing our best shows for two weeks that we've done in the last six weeks since we started this online adventure here at LateNightCouncil.com. Our next live show after July 1st will be Monday, July the 18th. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us.
Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. album that didn't sell too well came out oh when did that come out around 79 or 80 a lot of people remember Thelma Houston she had a a brief stint of popularity when the disco movement which is breaking in the late 70s and and uh, did some jazz singing she came out with an album that I believe was only released on direct-to-disc remember direct-to-disc people you remember you old enough to remember direct-to-disc albums like, direct-to-disc, you know, had what we would describe today as CD-quality sound. I mean, every, you know, a public, every piece of music that comes out online or is downloaded on MP3s and whatever, I mean, they're pristine in their quality. Well, you know, albums always cracked, and they always had, you know, issues with uh, sound quality. And I remember this, and I wasn't really into jazz back when I was 18, 19, but I remember coming over to a friend's house in Mississauga, and uh, he said, hey, I got this. In fact, this was the first direct-to-disc album I think I'd ever heard. I didn't even know how they existed until this guy played it for me. And it was Thelma Houston. It was that tune right there. And the album was called Pressure Cooker. And, I mean, the sound just blew me away. It, it was incredible. And if you could find that tune, it's really hard to find. Go on YouTube or, you know, on iTunes or whatever. Look up Thelma Houston Pressure Cooker. I mean, it's state-of-the-art for back then. But, uh, you know, most of the good music, you know, that's out there never gets played on the radio. Because most pop music today and country, whatever, it's made for one purpose, to make money. And if you want to make money, you've got to grab people right away and it's got to be appealing right away. But great tunes, again, it's opinion. If you want to argue about this, feel free. Great tunes are, st- are tunes that you can listen to over and 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 over again. And you never get tired of them. 
They have a staying power, a lasting power. You know that's true. I remember one night we did a show on, um, you know, what was the favorite tune you listened What was your favorite tune when you were 14, 15 years old? It used to be, remember when we used to do Friday night polls on Friday night? Your favorite tune when you were 13, 14 years old. It's not your favorite tune today, is it? Because you change. I mean, good music sticks with you forever. And usually the music that you love is the music that you that you that molded your personality and you identified with between the ages of 12 and 22. And that music stays with you for the rest of your life. That's why people in their 80s, they love Glenn Miller. That's why people in their 60s, they love Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry. People in their people in their 50s, we love Led Zeppelin. People in their 40s, oh, they're all Bruce Springsteen, you know. Bands of the 80s. People in their 30s and 40s, U2. They're all into U2. And it sticks with you. That becomes your your signature tunes, you know? A little side there, you know? A brief interlude into pop culture. 343-700-4390. It is open line, open topic. I mean, you know, if I give you the opportunity to change topics and talk about whatever you want to talk about, I, I ought to have that privilege as well, shouldn't I? I think that's fair. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. You people in Windsor, I hope you're lobbying CKLW big time to get this show on the air down there. Now, why would I say that? Because Friday night, and I mentioned this last night, Friday night on the program, we got more, and we, we broke the record for most calls since we've been online, and we got more calls from Windsor, Ontario than we did from the Ottawa Capital Region last night. Can you believe that? wild i told you this show was going to evolve and to turn into something that i don't think anybody could have anticipated and it's continuing to do that and you're enjoying it otherwise you wouldn't be tuning in i'm a masochist i want to go to bed and frustrated i want to be banging my head against the wall put counsel on yeah he'll fit the bill for that open line open topic whatever's on your mind canada's government spending is now on an unsustainable path warns the parliamentary budget officer. The parliamentary budget officer is not, like, he's, he's nonpartisan. Apparently he's some type of, you know, government watchdog that no matter who's in power, he has to kind of, you know, give an objective opinion of what's going on. And he's made the statement that, you know, the path they're on is unsustainable. They can't keep going the way they're going. In other words, they're spending way more than they're taking in. It's from Bloomberg.com. Again, an American. <laughs> I mean, you want to find out what's going on in Canada? you got to go to the States to find out. Because our Canadian media is so controlled by the CBC and the CRTC that we can't even get the truth anymore. So i got to go to Bloomberg.com to get this kind of news. That's, that's pitiful. Canada's total government spending is now on an unsustainable path according to an independent watchdog. In 2015... The federal fiscal room and the subnational liability were even and effectively canceled each, canceling each other out. The biggest federal measure that sapped that wiggle room was Trudeau's decision to reverse plans to raise the eligibility age for old age security benefits, the parliamentary budget officer said. In other words, the thing that has cost us more money since Trudeau's come to power and has put us on uh, the road to bankruptcy, unless there's a major correction, was when Trudeau came in and said, no, you can retire at 65. Remember Harper phased that in, retirement age, 67? 
that's going to cost us more than anything else. You know, all the eco-fascist, crazy, lame brain, social engineering experiments that he's, you know, seems to have unlimited funds for. Well, he does have unlimited funds. It's not his money. It's our money. We're an endless source of supply for him and his, you know, uh, uh, social engineering experiments. And it's going to be no stopping it. But the thing that's costing us the most money, okay, the thing that's going to screw us up the most is him canceling, you know, the retirement age going from 67, 65 to 67. Even though everybody is living longer and everybody is working longer. Three four three seven hundred four three ninety. I mean, how can you trust your own news media anymore? Started off the show, we told you, and, and you know, it's on the news tonight. Got a house blown up in Mississauga, okay? One house absolutely obliterated. Two or three houses next to it severely damaged. A dozen homes sustaining damage. One person is dead. Twelve people are injured. Thank God none of them seriously, all those 12 people. Minor injuries. They do not know what the cause is, okay? But how can I trust that word, we don't know what the cause is? How do I know they're telling the truth? You know, when they manipulate and they hide things from the Canadian people to advance their ideology and their agenda? Now, it looks like a gas leak, and I'm very familiar with that. We were filling in a swimming pool. We had an ingrown swimming pool when I lived in Brandon, Manitoba, okay? And, uh, you know, so I hired professionals, I don't know how to do that. So this guy comes in with his backhoe. He's a professional, and I, you know, screened him out. And, uh, you know, he's digging up big sections of concrete, okay? And he ruptures the gas line going into my house, pulls it right off the exterior wall. And we have a major gas leak in the neighborhood, okay? Now, what ensued was quite remarkable. I called 911 immediately. I said, I think we've got a rip gas line. We need help right now, okay? Now, this is in Brandon, Manitoba, population 40,000. This is not Ottawa. We had, and I'm not kidding you now, we had six fire trucks, six fire trucks on our street, crowding in front of my home and the homes next to me, I'm not kidding you, within two minutes, within a 120 seconds of that phone call, six fire trucks. They immediately ordered everybody out of their homes. We had to get out of our home, me and my four kids, Heather, and at least two doors on one side and two doors down the other side. They went door to door. They got everybody out of their homes immediately, evacuated. Two minutes. That's pretty impressed. And I learned a lesson the hard way, and, you know, the city was ready, you know, to, because you get in big trouble. When that happens, you know, the homeowner's supposed to be responsible, but I wasn't charged and I wasn't, you know, held liable because I had placed my, you know, uh, trust in the hands of a professional who does this for a living, and it, he had to pay for it. It was his responsibility. He had to pay for the all the fire trucks coming. I mean, when you're a pro and you get hired to do something like that, it is your responsibility to make sure you know where the gas lines and everything because homeowners, homeowners don't, you know, that's not, at least that's the way the law was in Manitoba. What do I know about gas lines, okay? I mean, a pro comes in. I mean, I expect him to do the job properly, right? 
But immediately, and, and you know, I did a bit of research over the years on how gas lines and, and what looks like has happened in Mississauga is there's been some type of gas leak and there was an explosion. But because, you know, we've got a media in Canada particularly that can't be trusted, that only gives the news that it wants you to have, that has an agenda that has all sorts of nefarious elements and people operating clandestinely that they want to keep make sure that those people are protected so that their ideology gets advanced, how can I trust media anymore? I don't trust anybody in mainstream media. And when I bring a news story, okay, to this show, and we talk about it, and I invite conversation, I'm giving you, you know, Sun Media's opinion. I'm giving you the Drudge Report's opinion. I'm giving you, uh, 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 you know, uh, Bork.org. I love Pierre, uh, Pierre Bork. Okay, did a lot of good work with him in the last radio station. I love his website, okay? I give his opinion on things, his spin on things. And I know right away that if the CBC is presenting a news story, I know I'm not getting the full truth. I'm getting only what the CBC wants people to hear in Canada that will advance their agenda and their ideology. And their ideology and agenda is way more important to them than the facts. They can't care about the facts. It's not all the news that's fit to print or fit to broadcast. It's all the news that will, that will you know, advance their special interests. John, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it does. You're going to do something about it? You elected a prime. We had a prime minister that knew this was a problem and was defending the CBC, and we need them like a hole in the head. In this age of multimedia, in this age of thousands of you know voices and information available to us, I mean, that is the most redundant government department there is. And we had a prime minister and a government that realized that. And they were, you know, they're slowly cutting the CBC. And, and a lot of us were hoping, yeah, get it down to nothing. You know, put them out of their misery. Get rid of them. We don't need them anymore. Well, every cut that Harper made, Justin Trudeau has restored. More money coming into the CBC now than in its history. Ever. Ever. You can thank your neighbors. Thank your neighbors for voting them in because they're the ones that are more responsible than anybody. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Got one segment left. Who's going to have the last words? Who's going to seize the day? Who's going to grab the opportunity to influence the masses and affect change in this country that so desperately needs it? Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. We're right back after these messages. Stay with us.
time is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays, and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. I, I hate interrupting good tunage like that. Oh, John, do we have to do a talk show? Can we not just listen to tunes, John? Come on, John. Nope, the host is talking to himself. Not a good sign. Let's ask the pastor tomorrow night. The most important show I do. That's why we repeat it on Thursday nights. And Friday morning, I am hopping on my Harley, and I am beginning a 12,000-kilometer trip. Can hardly contain the excitement. Going from here to North Bay to Sudbury to Wawa to Thunder Bay to Winnipeg to Brandon down south to Minot, North Dakota to Miles City, Montana to Butte, Montana to Pocatello, Idaho, Salt Lake City, Utah down to Las Vegas and down to Los Angeles to see my son and daughter-in-law and have a delightful time with them. And after spending only three days with them, back on the Harley, Los Angeles to Phoenix. Yes, I will be going through the Arizona desert in July. 
And then from Phoenix to Flagstaff, Flagstaff to Albuquerque, Albuquerque to Amarillo, Texas, Amarillo to Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Springfield, Missouri, St. Louis, Terre Haute, Indiana, Indianapolis, Toledo, Detroit, Windsor to see my sister, Woodstock to see my son, my other son, and then back home. And live July the 18th. Refreshed, invigorated, inspired, and ready to deliver six months of uninterrupted, riveting talk radio that is the best you're going to find anywhere. And while I'm away, we will be playing the best shows we've done in the last six weeks. This is the best radio we've done in my, in my life in the last six weeks. And you're going to get the best shows that we've had, a best of what we're playing. Of course, all the shows are available for podcast. Go to latenightcouncil.com or tunein.com. And we're get, the, the, the feedback we're getting from TuneIn, is, you are absolutely loving it. Apparently, it's way easier to get access to everything that's out there. Mike is on the line. I always get excited when Mike's on hold because I know when Mike calls in, I'm going to get a quality call. He always raises the bar. No pressure, Mike. Don't mean to, you know, you know, to, to, to psych you out in any way, but welcome to the program. <laughs> yeah, no, don't set the bar too high there. Um, I wanted to talk about a story that I saw pop up today on The Blaze, and it was on uh, Conservative Review. Uh, as a Supreme Court decision, or I should say decision not to, see, not to hear a case. So uh, this wasn't a case that was before the court. They actually denied this coming before the court. Okay, now is this Canada or the United States? United States. United States, okay. And, and I mean... I would. I'm a little more familiar with the American system. I all our both our systems are rooted in religious liberty, but ours less so than theirs. And to see how far we've drifted, and to see the Americans drifting this far away, uh, it's quite disturbing. Okay, now so why are they drifting like this, away? Tell, really tell us about the case that makes you believe that we're drifting. I mean, I happen to agree with you, but this case specifically, why does it lead you to believe that we're drifting even further away? This particular case uh, was a 5-3. Now that Scalia is dead, there's only eight. So five voted not to hear the case. Three dissented in saying we should have heard this case. So there was a a case before the lower courts uh, about a pharmacy in Washington state that uh, didn't want – I guess there was a law passed that forces the pharmacies – to hand out morning after pills, which is tantamount to an abortion. Right, right. It's, abor- abortion, it's abortion in a bottle. Yeah. You know what? I remember reading about this Absolutely. in the news today. I remember reading about this in the and, news today. And this is actually a lot bigger deal than, than what it's getting in terms of press. Uh, because what, again, this particular case, uh, by refusing to hear it, both the lower courts uh, found in favor of the pharmacy's right for religious grounds not to have to give out this pill. And uh, the 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 uh, appeals court in San Francisco overruled them twice, and so now it went worked its way up to the Supreme Court, and of course they the the five liberal judge justices have refused to hear it. And um, Justice Alito wrote a rather, uh, uh, from what I understand, I'm only, I'm new to the Supreme Court in in the states, listening to and learning about them, but apparently they use quite conservative language in terms of their dissent and their opinions and stuff. And this is how he led off. This is from his actual dissent today. It says, this case is an ominous sign. At issue are Washington state regulations that are likely to make a pharmacist unemployable if he or she objects on religious grounds to dispensing certain prescription medications. Well, that's what the left wants. That's their agenda. 
Absolutely. He goes on to say, there are strong reasons to doubt whether the regulations were adopted for or that they actually serve any legitimate purpose. And there is much evidence that the impetus for the adoption of the regulations was hostility to pharmacists whose religious beliefs regarding abortion and contraception are out of step with prevailing opinion in the state. Yeah, well, Yet, it's, it's, Christopho- Circuit, it's Christophobia run rampant. It is. Yeah. So he goes on to say, yet the Ninth Circuit held that the regulations do not violate the First Amendment, and this court does not deem the case worthy of our time. If this is a sign of how religious liberty claims will be treated in the years ahead, those who value religious freedom have cause for great concern. Yep. And he also says this case points to a much larger issue, the future of freedom for all Americans to live according to their faith and conscience at the workplace. And we've got and le- this is going on here in Canada as well. Well, we've got less freedoms than they do. Absolutely. You know? That's what. That's why this is this is disturbing when I see stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And, so and, and what, you know, the, the common people, on? you know, the common people of Canada, you know, they don't even care. They don't even know what's going on. And media is being very successful at you know uh, uh, silencing you know these kind of court cases. And and there's no pundits that are you know writing about the implications of this at all. And if they are, they're they're heavily censored in the, in Canada. We don't get to see them unless you, we go looking for it on the internet. I mean, you wouldn't have found that unless you went looking for it on the internet, right, Mike? Well, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, I'm finding this on very specific sites. This is not right, a big right. story going on down there. I mean, M- you, you know, you know, mainstream media in the states is not touching that either. Nope. They don't and want I, people I knowing about that. Make, I want to point out an important point with this too, because this this case is like the Kim Davis case. If everyone remembers Kim Davis, Kim Davis in Kentucky would not to, would not uh, sign it, the, the the marriage license for a gay couple that wanted uh, to get married. Correct. And she was raked over the coals is, over it. What is similar in this case to that case is what is done in every other state where they have a religious objection. Pharmacists or uh, other people of, uh, abstain, like who want to abstain from uh, participating for religious grounds are allowed to defer to somebody else. In other words, there's enough people yeah. who are willing to give you what you want. Go somewhere else. Don't right. make me do it. And they're... Washington did the same thing they did at Kim Davis's thing, which is to force that pharmacist yeah. you must hand it out yeah you will not get to defer it you will not get to say no you do not get to send them down the street yeah. you will hand it over or else it's not enough and to politely and it's not enough to politely and cordially provide the service they want to stamp out and persecute anybody that disagrees on religious grounds with uh, you know the things that pharmacists and and civil uh, employees are being forced to do against their religious convictions and that's exactly why they targeted Kim Davis as well, because those people weren't even from that county. They tar- they targeted her. Yeah. And they, yep. and she could have been. They could have granted a way around her. There was all kinds of people that would have given them that license, but they wanted to make sure they went through her, and they wanted to bend her yep. will, bend her knee down to the ground, and you will do what I tell you to do, or else. It's called hatred. It's called hatred. It's called things. hatred, bigotry, and persecution. It's not the first time that Christians have been the scapegoats for all the wrongs of the society. Mike, always good calls, uh, buddy. Uh, yeah. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks. We're out of time. We are out of time. Oh, my goodness. I know. Fastest two hours on uh, in, in talk radio. You know, the best talk radio isn't on the corporate-controlled stuff, folks. It's online. I don't listen to talk radio on, on standard radio anymore. Search around TuneIn.com, okay? I mean, we're not the only hot uh, radio show on. I mean, it's unbelievable what's available to you. Thanks for tuning in. Ask the pastor tomorrow night. Have a decent night.
Thank you.